In the beginning, there was no sound, only the void. And God said, let there be sound. Mr. Watson, come here, I want to see you. And the voice of man rang out, and voiceover was born. And God said, it is good. Talking voiceovers with Rick Sellers and Wes McCraw. The big podcast where we talk all things voiceover. And now, Rick Sellers and Wes McCraw. Welcome to Talking Voiceovers, episode number five. I'm Rick Sellers, and as always, I'm with engineer extraordinaire T. Wesley McCraw. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And today on the show, we continue interviewing top-notch VO talent across the globe. Say hello to our very special guest, the fabulous, the amazing Lila Burzins. Lila sounds of pancakes. <laughs> nice, excellent. Yeah, pancakes. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Lila's have some pancakes. That sounds delightful. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How about yourself? Awesome sauce as always. Thank you again for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to do uh, an episode of Talking Voiceovers with us. Uh, thanks for being part of the show. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and brag about you for a little bit. Uh, Lila <laughs> is a voice actor, a singer, a comedian, what we call in the business a triple threat. Tell us about some of the voiceover stuff that you're doing, because your career is just blowing up. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, well, the most work that I do, the bulk of my work is in um, uh, video games, and I also am in some fun cartoons now. Um, my favorite thing right now is I'm play I'm Mrs. Croker, honey, in, uh, in Disney's Amphibia, which is from uh, <clears throat> one of the... Uh, the people who worked on Gravity Falls, Matt Bali. I hope oh, I pronounced that correctly. Oh, yeah, awesome! I love um, Gravity Falls. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that is an absolute blast to be a part of. Um, incredible cast: Bill Farmer plays Hop Pop, Brenda Song plays Anne, um, uh, Justin Feldinger p- plays Sprig, and then um, the creature voices are throughout the show are done by Dee Bradley Baker, including my pet Spider. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Archie. And that, that for old Archie, though, who's dead and Yeah, it sounds cool. That is the voice of Mrs. Croker. Yes, um, she's very eccentric, uh, but she's uh, she's no nonsense. If she doesn't like you, she'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> People have no idea how old she is. She's great. Well, how did you how did you come up with the voice for Mrs. Croker? Well, funny you should mention that. I, so there's a few characters that I created over the years that I'd given names to. They were just sort of, you know, when you're coming up with ideas and you're adding and then all of a sudden something comes out, you're like, oh, I like that. I'm going to give that a name. So this was just a doddering old lady I created many years ago that I named Granny Prozac. And the reason why is because I, I just had her be kind of an absent-minded old lady that would say things like, did I ever tell you I used to be a mermaid? <laughs> that was a long time ago. Give me my Prozac. And she would just say absolutely crazy things and then end it with give me my Prozac. So then when this audition came in, I was like, oh, oh, this would be perfect for her. I just need to make her, you know, change her personality a little bit, make her more bubbly. And she's a frog. And um, and that's kind of what happened. There are occasional moments where you get a character and you're just like, oh, this is already me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just an extension of me. And that's when it just it doesn't even feel like you're trying. You just you just go in and have fun. Um, so I was very 
very fortunate when that audition came in. I just kind of, I did it. I did a lot of improv and then I sent it off and yeah, about a month later, I found out I booked it, um, which was really exciting. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And that airs on the Disney Channel? Yeah, Disney Channel, Disney XD, uh, Disney Plus, uh, on, all the, on all the Disneys. <laughs> on all the already, Disney. Uh, in season two, we're re- been still recording season two of Amphibia. And um, season one seemed to have gone over well. I'm really enjoying it, and the humor is great. <laughs> well, that's really, really cool, and I'm very happy for you. Thank you. So, Lila, I had a couple of questions myself. The first one being, sure. is there any chance that Disney might rename the character Granny Prozac? <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that was, of course, rhetorical. <laughs> no, that's just a little bit uh, politically incorrect, especially these days. That might be a good one for Adult Isn't Swim, that though. Cute? <laughs> <laughs> how much lead time, when you get a script uh, from Disney, how much lead time, how much prep do you do uh, before you actually go into the recording session? Um, well, it depends. Uh, I mean, usually I, I look it over. I'm actually with the type of person just with my, uh, with my style is that I, I can, unless I'm really in the moment and it, and something pops into my head, I like to, as John Cleese would say, I'm going to write in my ad libs, um, which is what I often do. I'll think, Oh, let me just change this a little bit. Let me add this. And, and that's what works for me. And then I'll usually do two passes of it, but I also have, you know, any big project, any big opportunity, I tend to work with, um, with coaches. Um, I will call and then, um, keep them on my headset and they will mute and we'll do two takes. And, and it's usually the second take, you know, I try not to belabor, um, because in the past I was a perfectionist and I did way too many takes. Now it's like two or three takes and I'm done and set it and forget it. And cause I'm doing so many auditions throughout the day, but for big opportunities, yeah, I'll, I will work with a coach. So yeah, pretty, pretty quick. I've heard a lot of uh, actors talk about, you know, learning scripts and things. And I guess there's a lot of muscle memory involved where you sort of get used to retaining it a little quicker, maybe after doing it for some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the best moments come out when you're just cold reading, I, I find, mm-hmm. because your brain isn't, isn't saying, okay, now I'm going to do this. And now I'm going to do this. You're just like, okay. I'm mean, just going to be, you know, you're just really in the moment and, and playing. And, and sometimes I find that's when the most organic, um, you know, performances come out. Yeah. Most of the fun is creating it on the fly. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of times the directors especially will enjoy the improv stuff that you do off the top of your head even more than the scripted stuff. So that's really neat. Yeah. How much improv training have you had? Well, I've, I took improv classes uh, in high school and college, and then I've always just kind of been randomly improving in my day to day. Absolutely. Always, as you know, as you know, Rick, I'm, I send random voice memos and songs to people with no explanation, <laughs> just random bits, or you know, and so it's just something innately in me I like to do. Um, so I mean, I, I haven't been, you know, I, I've been in improv workout groups and things like that, but I haven't um, yet been in any of the the big groups yet. Um, but it's just something that I enjoy to do. Yeah. Yeah, if you have it in you to be able to pull it out of your butt and do it, that's even <laughs> even better. Oh, Natural mimics and folks that can just kind of uh, have a, a, the ability to pretend like a child and deliver the lines, those are probably mm. some of the most talented VOs out there. It must be a voice actor thing 
I have so many inappropriate voicemails on my phone and different characters. <laughs> Let me get a call from Charlton Heston, you know, saying something completely inappropriate. Yeah. And it, it, I've heard other voice actors say the same thing, that they just, wherever they are, whatever they're doing, they just have to put it out there, you know? Exactly. My, my favorite is I'll do Optimus Prime once to make love to him, and it's always, oh, yeah. always fun and exciting. <laughs> the most disturbing part is I really get turned on by it. That's yeah. the problem. Well, moving on to some of the other animated stuff that you're working on, I know you're doing character voices for Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. Uh, I was at, that was actually a guest role that I recorded last year, um, but I finally got the audio clip, the video clip for it recently. That was Nora, um, uh, who becomes a Nazi um, in Miraculous <laughs> Ladybug. <laughs> Wait a minute, she becomes a Nazi. Um, no, Anansi, which means spider. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say. That's a whole other sorry, thing. Sorry, I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like, um, hold the phone. That's inappropriate. No. Mm. no. <laughs> that would be a very different cartoon. Yes. Um, so that was a, a guest role. Um, but lately it's been, um, it's been a bunch of, um, you know, I've done a lot of... Um, uh, different things recently, animation-wise. Um, on uh, Toonami, uh, I'm uh, I'm in Sword Art Online. I play Sanatio, which is one of the Integrity Knights, um, who uh, wears a helmet. And for for the first uh, half of when you see her, and she basically poses as, as if she were a man because she doesn't want people that are fighting her to hold back. And then eventually, she fights Kirito and. He doesn't hold back fighting her after her helmet gets knocked off. <laughs> and, and so uh, there's this whole, uh, there's actually a big uh, battle episode coming this Saturday at midnight on Tsunami where Sanacio is kind of leading uh, the Integrity Knights. Uh, and uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it sounds like a really um, cool program and a great character to be able to play. That's awesome. It's been awesome. But the uh, video game wise, I've been doing a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of stuff like that. Um, just badass characters or villains, but um, there's a new game called Hades uh, where I play Demeter, goddess of the seasons, and she's a very regal kind of Judy Dench sort of character. Kind of if you combine Galadriel and Judy Dench. That's you know, awesome. Um, hello, young Zagreus, and she throws regal shade. And then, um, oh, excellent! I've done a lot of other things that people might know me for: uh, our Gondol the Valkyrie and God of War Two. I was Orc Overlord Gaiara in World of Warcraft, or strength and honor. You know, very, very throaty character. Now, was um, she, was that an Orc character? Yeah, that was an Orc Overlord, yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, what is your favorite stuff? Do you enjoy doing animated series work, or do you like doing the video games, or you like all of it? Uh, I mean... I mean, I love I love all of it. I do commercial narration, video games, and cartoons. But my favorite is cartoons and games. No, no denying it. I kind of um, figured you were a character voice gal. So yeah. Oh, and if anybody played um, River City Rampage growing up, as a new game, River City Girls, um, which is basically the same plot line but totally different because it's now um, female characters <laughs> instead of male characters. And I played Miss Suzu, one of the bosses, and she's basically just a badass boss with my pretty much my natural voice oh cool i love yeah yeah those sorts of things um but yeah and i do a lot of i do a lot of uh you know i am commercial work and nation work i did a bunch of um did a national commercial for pioneer seeds um which sells um all different kinds of seeds to, to farmers yeah, cool. and um 
YouTube music for Coachella and, um, there was a viral video, uh, I think it was last year for Brightside Cannabis Delivery, which was like a parody of Big Pharma, where I was, you know, saying sometimes the weight of the world can feel overwhelming. Sometimes you need to take a deep breath. Sometimes you need cannabis. Side effects may include uncontrollable um, giggles, increased sensitivity to musical dopeness, and reduced anxiety. Tetrahydrocannabinol cannot be used. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember it all, but it was really funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. A lot of times the drug disclaimers at the end are the most interesting and entertaining part of the commercial. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, and then day to day, like in between, is like corporate narrations, you know, explainer videos, those sorts of things. Okay. The Hartford and Google and all that kind of stuff. So it's a, every day is, is different. And then sometimes I'm doing animes, but, but yeah. Okay. Very kind cool. Of my crazy life. <laughs> awesome. Sounds like you're busy and that's a good thing to be. Um, tell us about rainbow butterfly unicorn kitty and who do you play? Oh, rainbow butterfly unicorn kitty is a show that was on Nickelodeon for one season. I I think that's only, um, unfortunately, I don't think it's continuing, um, but I got to play Yana the Yeti. And basically, she's just like, if, if I was a kid, but also a Yeti, like, I just was basically like, what am I, I'm seven years old, but uh, when I was a Yeti, and I was like, I think they said she was 11, but I was like, it was basically, when I think back, it kind of, she kind of reminds me of like a female Patrick Star. But she was a super fun character to play. And when I got the audition, I was like, oh, I love her. One of my favorite lines she says in the show is, has anybody seen my golf ball? It's round. It looks like a golf ball. Mm. She, was like, she was my spirit animal. She was like, that was another character where it just felt like I was just being me. It was just a that natural a natural extension of Lila. Lila, the abominable Yeti lady. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, edu- educational apps and educational um, animations is some of the things I've been working on now. Okay. That's, that's about as, as descriptive yet vague that I can be. Um, just different educational projects that are either animated and require a bunch of different characters um, or um, a promotion for a new educational app for educators. <laughs> How many times did I say education? If I say it 10 times, you get a sip of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Excellent. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. You've done a lot of stuff, and that's very cool. And I'm, we're both happy for you that you've Thanks. had the success you've had because you're in yeah. rarefied air, my friend. I mean, that's, uh, you know, so many people want to be where you are, and, and it's I love it when someone actually can get there and stay busy and, and stay working. Thank you. Um, let me ask you this. When did you discover that you wanted to be a voice actor? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I did not know that voice acting was something that like when I was little, I was absolutely obsessed with cartoons and uh, anybody who knows me know when I talk about that, Robin Williams is my absolute muse for everything. Pretty much the opening scene from Mrs. Doubtfire when he was singing Figaro as the parrot. um, I was just, in mm-hmm. complete awe. And then I saw Aladdin and I saw the genie and I was like, what is this? But I was a kid and kids forget. And then you get older and, you know, I didn't, again, I didn't know that I could study it. So I was, I was performing in, in plays, um, you know, leads in plays and in musicals and in choruses. And I always loved performing. Um, but it wasn't until two years after college that I found out through a um, friend of my mom's, 
um, who told me that I could actually you know, train in, in voiceovers. Um, so if I was, if, if technically <clears throat> I wanted to do this since I was, you know, came out of the womb, mm-hmm. but did I, <laughs> when did I know about it? <laughs> when did I know that I could actually study it? Not till many, many years later. And I, I wish, um, you know, if I could go back in time, the one thing I would say is I would, I wish I had known it could have, could have started when I was like seven. (laughs) Well, hey, you've done pretty well. Uh, I was going to ask you, you. add to that. I I know uh, one of your voice acting heroes is the late, great Mel Blanc. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was probably the top of the line character voice guy, at least of his generation. Uh, Do you have any other VO heroes, past and present, you can mention? Oh, God, there are so many that I look up to. Frank Welker, um, Fred Tattashore, Dee Bradley Baker, Rob Paulson, Debbie Derryberry, Tara Strong, Kari Walgren. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, I think that the people that can completely embody a character, but not just not just that, the ones that are can just have a range that's just spellbinding, you mm-hmm. know, um, uh, those are some of, and I know I'm going to, once this is done, I'm going to think of like 20 more that I forgot to mention, but sure. you know, the, the greats, all of those greats, you know, the people that, um, that, that just make you go, wow. Um, I want to be like them. <laughs> well, you, you came up with a really good list. It's very solid. And I approve of all those folks and ladies and gents. So oh, Seth MacFarlane, I almost forgot. Seth oh yeah. Oh, Seth, that's you. a great one. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't forget that. Alex Borstein, Seth MacFarlane, all the sets. This is everything I dreamed of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, uh, the world of voiceover is filled with amazing talents, and uh, you know, all of them unique and interesting and very cool. So, um, I also wanted to find out where did you grow up at? Well, I grew up in West Hartford, Connecticut. Okay, oh, so you're living an, in a lonely world. <laughs> you're an East Coast gal, and. Uh, we we interviewed Daniel Ross the other day for the podcast. And, oh, uh, Daniel used to be we used to be roommates back back oh, when no he uh, first moved out here. Awesome, we roommates with Donald Duck. I can say. <laughs> yeah, well, he's also from the East Coast too, so uh, there must be something in the water That's up right. there where where VO talent is grown and honed, and then move out to California and make it big. So. Very cool. Oh yeah, well, it's it's a it's a scary transition, but but it you know. I, could never be doing what I wanted to be doing if I was living in Connecticut. Could work in health insurance or some sort of insurance job. Yeah, or... exactly. It's limited. I mean, it's, it's why people go to L.A. or, or any bigger major city. Yeah. Uh, do you remember your first paying voiceover gig? I think it was, it was like a, uh, I was helping a director with something. It was a very rush political voiceover, believe it or not. And mm-hmm. it, I, 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 I don't even remember who, the, who it was. It was like, because it was like, it was over 10 years ago. Um, but was it, it was before you moved to LA or? Yeah. Or yeah. The first, I, I, I was working in voiceover from, uh, starting in, um, technically January, 2009 is when I really started pursuing it. And then I moved out here May, 2013. So it was, it was somewhere between, I think it was like 2011 or something. Um, 2010. I just hard to remember. Sure. But, um, it was something like that, or it was a little, um, uh, dictionary words and phrases job, something, something small that just kind of was like, Oh, okay. Do you remember what, uh, you remember how much it was? Oh, I don't want to say. Okay. Well, no, cause <laughs> was, I, I think that's funny. It was, 
it was not worth uh, the the what, what I should have been paid, but I didn't know back then. You know, I was still learning the the ropes. And, I um, remember my very first gig. Everybody, ha- everybody has that. Yeah, <laughs> my very first gig was a radio spot for Bashford Manor, which is a mall out in Pittsburgh. And they wanted me to do uh, Robin Leach. I don't know if you remember Robin Leach from Lifestyles yeah, of the Rich I and love Famous. Yeah, so of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. That's it. Welcome to Bashford Manor. Come on down. <laughs> yep, that's what I had to do. <laughs> and I got paid a grand total of one hundred dollars. And I thought nice. I, was, I thought I was the king. And of you the thought world. you were rich at that time. I thought I was rich. I'm the king of the world. Well, I know for me, my first paying gig as a musician was seven dollars. Yeah, no, I think my first was like fifty. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Um, right now, yep. do you got? Do you have a home studio? you work from yes uh i have a it's actually custom built by my friend mike flannery who is a rigger um and i, I mean i for years have been working out had been working out of a closet and then i upgraded to pvc piping and sound blankets and then a few years ago uh i, I got a, a booth um made i forget the exact dimensions but it's bigger than a typical booth you really have room to move around um that's great so i really like it and it's painted blue which is both my favorite color and apparently the color of the throat chakra. So it's oh, fitting. Nice. It's a voiceover booth and it's blue. <laughs> it's I, I had no idea. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Lila, uh, we were reading that you're an animal lover. How many critters do you have? Well, <laughs> so I technically don't own the doggy, but I'm in love with this doggy. It's my roommate's dog. Her name is Ginger. She's half, she's half Chihuahua, half Jack Russell Terrier. And, um, and she's, she looks like a little burrito. She's white with <laughs> oh, ginger funny. sauce all over her and, and, and big ears. And she's the most loving dog ever. Um, but you know, I grew up, I worked my way up from gerbils to cats when I was little. And then, you know, I, I, so this is like my first, um, you know, doggy that I spent this many years. I spent like three years now with this dog and I'm abs- I absolutely love her to pieces. And, um, one day when I, when I move out of here and, and you know, and, and just have my own place, I'm, I'm probably going to need to be very close to ginger so I can visit her often. <laughs> sure. I know. I, I love dogs so much. Yeah. I have a little French bulldog who's so cute. His name's Brando. We call him Brando oh. the session dog because he's always hanging around the studio when we're doing work. And, uh, it's just great. Everybody loves him. That's the best. Well, it's perfect if you have a quiet, a quiet, snuggly dog that just lays there and, and then you get, get snuggles in between sessions and auditions. And, you know, she knows when I'm acting, like I can go in the booth and be doing screams and, but then, and she's totally fine. But if I, if I move the mouse the wrong way or make the tiniest little noise, she runs. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> she's the funniest <laughs> dog, like very sound sensitive, but she somehow knows when I close the booth that whatever I'm doing is not that's right. <laughs> so weird. It's very smart. Very smart. Very well, smart. I will share with you my, uh, I actually have eight kitties that I live with. So eh, that's a little crazy I cat, know, man. Crazy, crazy cat, cat, man. man. <laughs> but Hey, what are you going to do? I can't help it. I love animals. Um, well, let me ask you this. Oh. Where would you like your career to go from here? Um, my, my, well, I would like to work more. I would like to work, um, in promos and trailers. I would like to, um, I'm, I'm working on, on that right now. I just finished a new promo and trailer demo and I'm, I'm working on getting management. Um, I'm, you know, in a perfect world, I would like to be the lead in many animated series. I would love to one day be in a Pixar movie or, um, you know, I have, 
I have so I have so many dreams. <laughs> but that's um, those are the the main ones. So just be. I want to be one of I, I, my ultimate goal is, is to be working constantly in animation. Um, that that's my biggest passion. Um, and obviously, and it's animation and and then promo and trailer. Um, those are that's pretty much and video game, of course. But I can't, I can't make you making you making a Libra make choices. That's mm-hmm. the hardest thing right. in the world. That's very indecisive. But those are my top. He's <laughs> like, what's your top four, Lila? Well, probably that. Um, that's the that's it. But but just to be jumping from session to session, um, you know, keep doing what I love, and but ideally, yeah, to to keep working in cartoons, you know. Um, and movies and it seems like it's a good time to be doing that yeah no, I mean there's just nothing more uh, soul satisfying um, I agree 100% and and when I moved out here I never in a million years I was like well maybe one day or something but when things started happening I was like whoa it, yeah. it can happen you know you just have to keep there at you it go. Um, well continued success in your Vero career we you know Honestly, we both want you to do uh, reach the moon and the stars beyond. So you're doing great. And is there anything you'd like to promote before we let you go? Sure. Um, yeah. Um, ways people can stay in contact with me. My website is lilaburzins.com. It's L-A-I-L-A-B-E-R-Z-I-N-S.com. On Facebook, Lila Burzins voiceovers. On Instagram, Lila B underscore voiceovers. And Twitter is L Burzins underscore voices. Everything has the word voice in it. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to being able to talk about more things that I can promote that aren't yeah. under NDA in the future. Well, down the road, we'll contact you when you're able to talk about it and we'll promote the heck out of it. How's that? That would be wonderful. You are you are wonderful. Well, you know, we <laughs> you do boys, we can. You boys are all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing our best. We're sort of new at this podcast thing and we're just, we're trying to get our feet wet with it. And uh, we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day to, to be a part of it. And you've been a great guest. And I can't wait to get editing this and get it up. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. And we'll send you a link when it is available for uh, so you can listen to it and stuff. So, Lila, thank you again for being part of the show. And we will have you on again in the, in the not-too-distant future. Okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and you, you have, have a wonderful day. day. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, thank you again for checking out Talking Voiceovers, episode number five. Uh, We appreciate your ears, and until next time, cry havoc, and let's slip the dogs of war. (laughs) Great reference. Man, Lila was a great guest. That was nice of her to come on. Yeah, she was awesome. So, guys, we're going to wrap this up. As always, we'd like to thank you for listening. Look forward to a future podcast from Talking Voiceovers. You can also find us uh, at primodemos.com. That's P-R-E-M-O, demos.com. Where you can hear uh, work that Rick and I have done for voice artists all over the world with uh, the high-end demos that we produce. Rick, take us out. Okay, thank you again for listening to Talkin' Voiceovers, episode number five. And we'll see you next time. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Talkin' Voiceovers with Rick Sellers and Wes McCraw. Find us on Facebook or on the web at primodemos.com. (laughs) 